Hey, this is the Hammer speaking here. Just wondering if anyone out there's got their ears on. Over. Yes, Hammer, this is Big Red. I copy you loud and clear. Over. Hey, Big Red, how you doing today, sir? It's a fine Monday evening, isn't it? Over. That it is, Hammer. I mean, you just really can't complain about the weather. It doesn't get much better than this. Over. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, Big Red. Well, hey, it's Monday evening. Why don't you say we record a little podcast here? Over. Sounds good to me, Hammer. Let's do it. Over. (laughs) Cue the intro. All right. I like that intro. That was nice. Big Red, you did a great job over there. Appreciate it, Hammer. And Big Red is Jack Hagner, if you can't tell, and I, myself, The Hammer, am Tommy Coughlin. We are back here for another episode of Pipe It Up, number 51. Mm-hmm. And uh, 50 was great. I got a lot of positive feedback. I'm glad you guys all enjoyed it. I know we enjoyed it a lot as well. Um, and today, we're going to be doing, you know, kind of the usual, but we're going to keep it just a hidden agenda, you know? I feel like I always kind of break down the episode, and it ruins all the surprises. So, hidden agenda today, we're just going to kind of roll with it, see where the episode takes us. But, um, Jack, how are you feeling today? Any Anything changed since last week in your life? Um, not a whole, not a whole lot's changed for me. Um, happy to talk about the the series. I hope you guys watched the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magic vs. Wildcats came out on Friday, so just stoked to be here as always. Yeah, yeah, glad to have you. Um, we're back here. I think this is Jack and I's fourth episode. I believe so. Week four. It's, it's like a month. That's Many crazy. Come, yeah. Many to come. I know. Crazy. Four weeks, and I we've been back doing the show now for like nine weeks, like it's like two months. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, thanks for tuning in every week, guys. We really appreciate it. But as Jack mentioned last Friday was the Magic versus Wildcats upload. Also on that day was the Detroit Tigers meet and greet. Do you want to talk about that first or do you want to talk about the series first? What are you thinking? Yeah, let's talk about the meet and greet. Okay. So um, Friday, unfortunately, the game was rained out. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of knew that it could be a possibility. Unfortunately, it was. So mm-hmm. apologies to all the fans who came out that first day and, and weren't able to to meet with us and hang out with us for a little bit. But a big shout out to the people who did come back for the Saturday game, mm-hmm. which is when we played it. Uh, met a lot of really cool fans and overall just had a great time. It was a great game. Tigers ended up winning, which was we awesome. We did. We stole so one that, from the Astros. That's huge, obviously. No, I don't think anyone was rooting for the Astros. So. I don't think so. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Unless you were from Houston at that game, yeah. which wasn't many. But, um, yeah, that was a great event. I agree. It was a bummer that it got rained out, and we actually have Kyle Schultz down here in the basement as he strolls down as we speak. We'll get his thoughts on that as well as the commissioner and the one who was kind of orchestrating that event. But, um, yeah, from my perspective, like, we kind of all knew it was going to be canceled all day because the weather – the forecast in Michigan this week was something that I've never seen in my 22 years of living. Yeah. Like, when you open your weather app, it was, like, eight consecutive days of positive – like, more than 60% chance of, like, thunderstorms. I know. I, I was like, to, "What?" Yeah, I had to check and make sure it was really our location here yeah. in Michigan. I thought I might have had the wrong, <laughs> the wrong city. Yeah, I was so some confused. tropical city. Usually, you get like two, maybe three days in a row, but eight days. Crazy. Oh yeah. And then you see that like a week in advance, like, okay, no way, it's all going to change. It's all going to change. But I wake up Friday morning for work at like five thirty, and I open my phone, and I just see like over an inch of rain expected, a hundred percent chance, and I'm like, "Well, this is this is unfortunate." But we'll hear from Kyle right now. Kyle, take it away. That was a lot of fun, but definitely a stressful Friday night. And like you said, Tommy, I've never seen a forecast like this in Michigan. I mean, 10 days, like on my weather app, it was just rain, thunderstorm, absolutely no sunshine. So I was scared we weren't going to get this in. Luckily, it cleared up on that Saturday. We met a lot of fans. 
was able to, you know, talk to people that drove from Buffalo, New York to see us and all around the state of Michigan. So cool. And a lot of MLW guys there, I want to say like 15 guys were there. So like not only were we like meeting fans, but it was almost like a bonding um, experience for the league. So really good event in my mind. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm going to kick this one to Jack here. And I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. It was honestly awesome. But Jack, for the first time in my life with MLW, you actually brought a kid to tears when he met you. Do you want to <laughs> talk about what that's like from your perspective? Yeah, that was honestly, I don't know what I would that do. was unlike anything I've, I've experienced. The As you said, the kid was kind of getting a little choked up, I think, when, mm-hmm. some of the, when he was meeting some of the other players. And I was one of the last players to show up. And then when I came down the stairs and saw him, the kid just got a little choked up and uh, got brought to tears a little bit. I It was really amazing, honestly. It I, was. I felt like a superhero, which <laughs> I just have no reason to be. I mean, I just go out a couple every every couple of weeks and try to hit some <laughs> wiffle balls, and most hey, of the time just, I don't. But it was very cool, and uh, like I said, just super stoked meeting all those guys, mm-hmm. and it just it, it brings it brings what we're doing to reality you know Mm -hmm. because we see all the comments like we see all that stuff but really meeting the people in person makes a difference i agree yeah like reading dms isn't the same like seeing a person's face like light up and there was another kid there the one from buffalo who like norp i think the event started say it started at noon and then at like norp arrived at like 1205 but right at noon that kid was like meeting with everybody taking pictures high fives all that kind of stuff and then i was like norp's on his way he's gonna be here he's like yeah he's my favorite player i'm a huge diamondbacks fan all this stuff so then he kind of started to walk away, even though I told him Norp was on his way. And then I see Norp walking up from a distance. I'm like, okay, where'd this kid go? I can't have him come all the way from New York and not meet Norp. So I like, I see him kind of walking down to his seats, and I like, literally, I jogged after him, like, yo, 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 Norp is here. And this kid's eyes lit up, and he darted like <laughs> he ran back to us. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, you're a Norp fan, and Jimmy was super cool with him, but it was it was really cool. Yeah, and that, yeah, that that uh, that kid I was talking about was a. Big Magic fan too. I believe mm-hmm. his name was Jaden, if I remember correctly. So shout out Jaden. One of them is Jaden. Um, if nice. you listen to this, so wow, look at Jack. The name, rem- name remembrance. That's that's key. There we go. So uh, yeah, overall great event. Um, I have no complaints about it at all. It was awesome to meet you guys. Fun to enjoy the game. It was it was humid. It was very humid. Sticky. Very sticky. I wasn't the most comfortable <laughs> sitting and watching the game, but Tigers won. I'm happy to get it in amongst the crazy weather we've had over the past few days, which you guys will get a glimpse of in the next couple series, too, on YouTube. But speaking of YouTube videos, um, like we mentioned earlier, Magic versus Cats. A good series. A good series. It was kind of a roller coaster series, but a good series yeah. nonetheless in terms of how it ended up. Um, two to one Cats was the result. Now, I guess I'll let you guys take the mics here and take it away. What are your thoughts, Swagner? <laughs> Me first? Yeah, you go first. Well, um, I guess if I – I guess – this series, I would just kind of break it down game by game. And uh, game one, as you guys saw or will see, I was very hopeful after um, the fact that we were able to steal a win against you um, was pretty key. Obviously, got some clutch hits in that game, and Chadwick pitched very good. So I was pretty hopeful going into the next games. And game two um, was was very uh i don't even know the word to describe it really it was it was unfortunate it was tough um liam was having a hard time finding the strike zone and he's kind of been our number two guy so i didn't really want his confidence to be completely shot after after one game after one um you know sort of lackluster performance so i kind of stepped in there sort of uh fell on the sword for my team if you will um and that game we obviously got blown out 
Game three, we just left too many guys stranded. I think I had a grand slam opportunity early in the game, or someone did. We had we left some runners stranded. I was I was getting out of jams all day. Yeah, exactly. Kyle was getting out of jams. So I mean, the score I think didn't reflect how close that game actually was. But I mean, at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. So. Dude, I just want to say I was like, like I don't, I don't worry a lot when I'm at the at the ballpark when I'm actually playing. But after that game one and loss, and you know we're always bad, Magic always battling for playoff spots, and if we lose to a series like you guys, like that puts us in a bad position. So I'm like, oh no, and I don't have me pitching. I have Sailor out there who's 0 and 1 in the season. I was a little bit worried, and then you know we we mercy in the first couple innings, and I was like, all right, I think we're good. Um, we blow that game out, and then Kelly with 15 straight walks, like that's unbelievable. Yeah, that I still incredible. can't believe that it all came together in games two and three. Um, Sailor had two home runs, and I, I think I threw a no-hitter against you guys in Game 3, yeah, actually. Exactly. So while it was a little scary for the Wildcats in uh, Game 1 after Game 1, um, we settled in, and Cat Nation is looking looking a little better than our first series. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Cats will be the Cats. I, I, we got pretty much what I expected from you guys. I would have liked a better performance from from my staff, but I mean, at the end of the day, we did get our first franchise win against the Wildcats, which that was, is true. I mean, that's, that's an achievement. Like, I, I mean, you're not really big. looking for medals or trophies out here or anything, obviously. You beat the winning. We don't have a great record, but we did get that first win, which is huge. No, and every win's important. And, that's true. Um, and you got, that was like a hard earned victory that last game. It was tight. Uh, a couple of home run balls, I think, with the difference in that first game. And it's just, it's, it's huge for the team to beat a good team like that. It's to start the day, especially like that's a big confidence boost. Um, yeah, obviously you mentioned you're disappointed in Liam, but I wanted to ask Kyle before you walked away. We're actually going to hear from both Sailor and Kelly on this podcast, both quickly, but I invited them both. I texted them both, and they're both down to uh, say a few words. But how psyched were you with Sailor's performance? I was, I was very psyched pitching with Sailor's specifically. performance. I know, pitching specifically. Um, just him throwing strikes, that's all I look for. But when he gets strikeouts and he initiates his drop ball like he was against the Magic and he mixes it, that actually takes us to a whole new level. And I think the... Uh, the change of pace and the change of speed that he pitches with is really actually a real thing that not a lot of people very think much, of. Very much um, so. And, you know, it gets hitters off guard. And it was, you know, I think he got a win against the Magic last year, so I don't know if it's like a Magic thing or if it's, you know, just Sailor developing. But either way, I was really, really proud of Nick. For sure. The, the What you just alluded to, the change of pace between yeah. the two pitchers, yeah. I'm seeing that more and more now, how mm-hmm. that actually takes effect in series that I'm playing in and, and other series where Kyle, his pitches have a lot of movement. He's got a deeper arsenal. And so th- through that first game, we kind of get used to him. And then Sailor comes in, you know, different mix of pitches, mm-hmm. um, maybe not as much movement. So sometimes it's actually, like, kind of harder to hit when you're yeah. expecting the ball to move a little more, and then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of throws you off. So that change of pace definitely makes a difference. Yeah, and that's well, the change of pace is huge because, like, even in baseball, when you go from facing a really good pitcher – and you're kind of used to that, and then they throw out somebody there who doesn't know what he's doing. Like it can be really frustrating as hitters, and your coach is screaming at you, like, "What are we doing? Like the guy sucks." Exactly. But I'm not saying Sailor sucks by any means, but it, when just just seeing a different arm, a different style of motion, a different yeah. delivery, it's it's hard to adjust. And I kept waiting and waiting. I was like, "When are the Magic going to crank one out of here?" And then finally, Chadwick hit a bomb, but yeah. it took way longer than I thought. I hit one too, and that yeah. game. You know what I think of Tommy when I think of like change of pace is like you in high school, mm-hmm. where it's exactly. like you have this kid named Cameron Teller who is actually pitching in the I was gonna in the up. World Series, College World Series. He's on Mississippi State. Cameron Teller, number forty five. He's made a couple appearances, but Tommy was pretty much the number two on that staff, and he throws a lot. Uh, slow, not, maybe a lot slower than Cameron. I don't know. Oh, a lot slower. Yeah, Cam Teller's throwing like 90, 92. Tommy's not throwing that. And Tommy would have a very successful season year in and year out. 
Um, but even if he didn't throw as hard, and I think that's kind of like a wildcat scenario where I don't throw hard, but I have like a bunch of junk, and yeah. Sandler just throws straight balls. But even that change of style would really um, affect the game. So, And one last thing before I leave, the all-star voting ballots just released on MLWWiffleBall.com. So go vote for your favorite players, favorite teams, uh, seven on each squad once again, going to be a great event. Um, yeah, ballot's open right now. Go vote. You guys See you know guys. who to vote for. Thank you, thank you, Kyle, for your time. Did you say? I said you guys know who to vote for. You know who to vote for. Yeah, you know who to vote for. Big Red, that's who. Big Red, all day long. (laughs) One one more thing on that, though, what Kyle said. Mm -hmm. The the other thing with the number two guy is just, like, there is that aspect of kind of getting rattled as a hitter because it's like, you know, we just got that win against Kyle. Mm -hmm. That's their ace. When now we got their second guy, we're thinking we can definitely get some hits off him. Yep. And and when you're not, and when you're even getting struck out, then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle mentioned I wanted to shout him out too. So shout out to Cam Teller. As you mentioned, I played baseball with him for probably four years of travel and then two years in high school. And I was the number three on the team, not the number two, but I was number three. <laughs> but still, yeah. Shout out to him. I'm really, really pulling for Mississippi State. Uh, I know his whole family's down there, and he's got. He was in in their first game. And then he was in in the third game against no first game of the College World Series, and then he went in against Texas in the first time they played him in the loss of their like two back to back games. Anyway, shout out to him. Um, While we're uh, talking about the World Series, College World Series, can you explain to me what happened to NC State? Because I actually don't know. Oh my! Let's we gotta get into this. Let that we should talk about that today. Let's let's okay. give before we get off the series. Let's give. Um, Ryan we'll and Nick a call, later. and then we should get into that. I okay. didn't even think of that. I'm glad I don't even that know like, See, what it's, it's a, about. It's a I've just seen stuff on the internet that's saying NC State got screwed. That's all I know. This, this agenda is just as hidden to me and Jack as it is to you guys. But I, <laughs> I kind of like it that way because, like I said, I feel like it's boring. I'm like, here's what we're going to talk about today, and I just give it all away, and then there's no – if you're not interested in any of those topics, you're like, well, I might as well click off this right now. Right. So this keeps, it, this keeps it fresh. But I'm going to give a good friend of mine, Ryan Kelly, a call, talk about his – Incredible, <laughs> incredible outing in terms of walking. The base on balls from Ryan Kelly. So here we go. Letting it ring. Professional move. Hello. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you, Tony? Not too bad at all, not too bad at all. We're happy to have you on the Pipe It Up show. I think this is your first appearance, right? It is my first appearance. I'm glad you guys finally came to your senses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, though, Ryan. I think, because I'm trying to, I've told the podcast this, I'm trying to get a mix of, like, everybody. I'm trying to get every player on the podcast at some point this year to talk about their performances. And I think I texted Sailor first, and then he didn't respond, so then I texted you. Then Sailor texted me back, and he's like, oh, actually, I can come on. So now I got both of you. You first, then we're going to call Sailor next. But happy to have you on, nonetheless. That was, nonetheless, that was not a dig at you at all. We're happy to have you on. Um, no, it's, it's totally okay. Sailor's so much better at football than I well, am. Well, okay, <laughs> but before you get to that, let's talk about that you currently, this has not ended yet, you are currently sitting at 15 consecutive plate appearances where you have walked now, you're a guy in this league who has a history of walking a lot and getting on base. But I want to know, is that like an active strategy or are you just like not swinging because you don't have confidence in yourself or are you like just that patient because you think it helps your on-base percentage so much? No, it's totally an active strategy. I think if you look at like the pitches I swing at that are strikes versus not, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of which pitches are strikes and which aren't. But like in reality, at the end of the day, 
a lot of the pitchers in the league don't throw consistent strikes enough. So it's like, you know, why would I swing when I have a better chance of getting it out if I could just sit here and play the odds game and most likely get on base? And it's funny because there's a couple guys in the league that, like, understand the strategy. Like Ryan Cratch, I have to start swinging because then I know I can't play the odds game anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that 100% makes sense. Ryan, Ryan, do you think that um, sometimes the pitchers understand your strategy and then therefore might even kind of get into their own head and then they can't even throw a strike? Yes, without a doubt. And I think that's also very uh, very fitting considering what happened in the last series. I think I think you guys, especially you, Jack, I think you fully understand my strategy and was trying to play into it. But I think uh, Chadwick got to the point where he just couldn't throw strikes because of it. But, but yes, totally. I- I fell victim to this in the 2018 World Series. You and Pirac are both being extremely picky, and I knew, like, I have a good enough arsenal to get these guys out. All i got to do is locate the ball, and Kyle was the tough out in the lineup, but I was it was in my head. It was mental, and I couldn't throw strikes to you guys, so it definitely cost us huge in that series. Oh, you did. You bo- you both started to get around to me the more pitches you saw, too, because you're working me deep into counts and stuff like that. But um, also, I wanted to mention, too, that it's not at all a bad thing, too, because you have two power hitters in your lineup in Sailor and Kyle Schultz, and even Pearson I consider a power hitter, too, just based on what I've seen. So, honestly, you're getting on base for them to drive you in. I don't think it's a bad strategy at all, and I think we've seen that lead to success for the Wildcats in the past. Yeah, I mean, that's always the idea. It's like it was the, you know back on the Astros days where someone had to be the guy to like move people around the bases. I, I couldn't do it like this because I just walked and we all get out. But when we're a, when I a team like this, we're like, you know, they got to throw strikes to me, but they don't want to throw strikes to guys like uh, like Nick and Kyle because they're just going to smack some balls around. You know, it, it works a little differently. So I like to think it works well, but but yeah, I mean, this this new Pierce gets smacking the ball as well, too. So it might be better if you have three guys that can hit in the lineup instead of two and one that just knows how to walk, but who knows. <laughs> All right, well, like I said, it's been working for you in the past, but um, thanks again, Ryan, for taking the time tonight, and uh, good luck in your next series. See you later, Ryan. See ya. All right. Wait, so real quick, did so I from the second game it makes sense that he got a bunch of walks. Mm-hmm. He just not he didn't strike out at all in the third game. He had to have had a strike. I can that show you the stat book. It's because I put the stats in on the website. It's game three was nothing but walks, nothing in between at all, and it started in game two. Yeah, the, game one he got out a couple times. Okay, but it started okay. in game two. Just that's nothing incredible. but nothing but base on balls circled on the stat sheet. Not getting out. I mean, I, I'm. Home run balls lead to wins, but like I said, he has power hitters in the team. So him getting on base is like leading to more runs. I think it works. Fine. With his lineup, it works. If he was the star on the team, just like, oh, my base percentage is six, so my other guys suck. But with his role in that squad, it honestly really works. He knows his role. He does it well. Okay. Now we're going to hear from the another Wildcat. A lot of Wildcats today. I hope you guys are Cats fans. Um, Nick Saylor, we're going to get his thoughts real quick. Mostly I want to hear about his pitching performance because that was nothing short of incredible. Hey, Jack, you sound a little different now? Oh, yeah, you're coming <laughs> in loud and clear, Tom. Loud and clear. <laughs> That's my bad, boys. <laughs> we're, we're back on the microphones. I'm an idiot. It's, it's totally my fault, too. I didn't double check it before we started. But, um, you know, everyone's human. We're not redoing that. It was great audio. And the good thing is, is it was still recording on the laptop. So we still have the podcast. But now we should sound a whole lot better. So we apologize for um, anything sounding a little bit echoey or <laughs> anything like that, but um, we're rolling with it. We're, we're all human, right? 51 episodes in, 51 episodes we're in. still learning, so stick with oh, us, guys. Kyle's going to beat me with a ruler after this. Run. Run.
Okay. Well, we got the Kelly interview out of the way. Now we're going to call Sailor, last but not least, Nick Sailor. Hello. Tommy Coglin. Ah, there he is. We got you now, baby. How you doing? Good. How you doing? We're doing good, doing good. We just had a funny uh, little blooper on the podcast, but nonetheless, we're having a great time. Um, Jack and I have actually already spoken to both Kyle and Ryan Kelly, so this has been full of Wildcats on this podcast so far. But what I wanted to hear from you about was mostly your pitching performance, because I know, first of all, you actually do pitch in baseball, so you should have, I guess, stereotypically, I would assume you to be a good pitcher in wiffle ball, but I know better, knowing that doesn't go hand-in-hand as much as a fan might say, oh, he pitches in college, why isn't he better? Anyway, you threw strikes, you weren't throwing anything crazy with movement or anything like that, but you threw strikes and you were able to get magic hitters out. So I want to know, did you make any adjustments prior to this series, or was just things just working that day? So pretty much before this series, when I went out there and pitched, I just try to keep my mechanics as simple as they possibly can be, just like pitching in college, you know, and mm-hmm. it going and getting on that plane where you can throw strikes every time. Uh, really, I just I just had the same mindset as I do in baseball, and it's been working out for me. I've been finishing, and that's my big thing. If I finish, it gets where I want it. If I don't, it's it's no bueno. But just been kind of keeping it back to basics, Tom. Okay. Okay, Jack, you got anything you want to say? We're here with Jack Agner, if you didn't know, Nick. But, um, Jack, you got any comments or questions for Nick? Um, Nick, good to hear from you, buddy. I I was impressed with your pitching, too. I would have liked to get a few more hits. But <laughs> um, I was also impressed with your hitting. If I had a question for you, it would be, is there one is there one pitch or maybe a couple pitches that you're kind of looking for when you're at the plate that sort of fit your swing that um, you you feel you have a better chance to get a hit off of? So, I mean, there's there's so many p- different pitches out there, but really the slider is really one of my fate, like one of the ones that I'm always looking for. And I've been seeing a bunch of risers lately. And the risers, risers are, are tough. The risers have been eating me up, and I'll be the first to say that. I just got to stay shorter to the ball. But the riser and slider are my two pitches that I focus on in the box, Jack. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I think it's good to have a plan. I kind of do the same thing where I'm, I am hunting certain pitches. Nick, uh, thank you for calling in today. And your next series is against the Cobras. Um, are you excited for that one? Drew's always a character to play against. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Playing against Drew. It's always an interesting time playing against Drew. It's it's going to be a great I'm excited for it. All right, Nick. Thanks for calling in. Have a good rest of your evening. And, uh, hey, good luck. Hey, take care, guys. All right. See you. We should have had him on for the trucker intro. <laughs> he does kind of have that. <laughs> He's got southern that southern, a little that bit. southern timbre to his I voice. don't know. I thought it was funny because, first of all, I disagree with this 100%, but I thought it was just funny the way someone worded it. Just another comment that <laughs> made me giggle. It was like, Nick Saylor sounds like he's trying to talk like Jimmy Norp or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Those two are actually really good friends, though, so it might make sense if they have like similar lingos. Or, from where they're from, yeah. Yeah, they're both from um, the Livonia area of Michigan. I think yeah. they grew up playing baseball together. So, right on. well, we heard from a lot of players today. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Thank God that Jack earlier mentioned the whole NC State debacle. It sounds like he doesn't even know a lot about it, but he's no. seen it on Twitter and stuff like that. And we should address this. Um, I mean, I'm not... I understand it's a tough situation, but basically, Jack, let me understand. Let me explain this to you. So, I don't. I haven't read like articles upon articles about it, but I know the basics of it. And NC State, you know, because NCAA athletes are still going through like pretty rigorous COVID testing, I believe, mm-hmm. despite kind of how the world has changed since the beginning of the season in February. You know, mm-hmm. um, so athletes were tested, and I want to say that they were. There was positive tests that came up, okay, on, okay. on the NC State roster. Nothing on Vanderbilt. This is the semifinals of the College World Series. NC State coming into this is 2-0 in the winner's bracket. They need to beat Vanderbilt once to advance to the finals, whereas Vanderbilt needs to beat them twice in a row to advance to the finals because Vanderbilt's in the loser's bracket. Understand? Okay. So NC State's in the driver's seat, looking like one of the best teams in the College World Series still, and one of them fails a COVID test, or a few of them, I don't know. So then... Now they're in quarantine. They cannot do anything until they confirm the results of this test. So game one against Virginia or against Vanderbilt, excuse me, rolls around, and NC State has 13 players cleared to play, which sounds like a lot because there's nine guys in the field and then you have your pitchers. But like the average college baseball roster is probably in the 25-26 range. At least that's where it's at in the pros. Okay. So they're half-staffed, many starters unavailable, some of their better pitchers unavailable. I believe who had to pitch that day was this first start of the season, was at the College World Series in a game that could have took them to the final if they won. So they had the option to forfeit the game to keep their players healthy and, like, not just, I don't know, if, if the coach didn't want to play a certain lineup because his other guys weren't available, they could have mm-hmm. forfeited. They decided to play with 13 guys that day, and they put up a fight. I believe they lost 3-1 to one against a great Vanderbilt team. So now they're awaiting the results for the tests. And if the tests come back positive again, then they're essentially screwed. Yep. If not, then they can go back to playing. So the test So now they're in the losers bracket kind of. Right? Now now it's the next the winner of the next game moves on to the to the finals. Okay. So winner it's winner go home. And the tests come back and there is positive tests. So the NCAA forces NC State to withdraw from the tournament. Vanderbilt automatically moves on to the finals. Wow. Now you're in the NCAA I am not, yeah. so I can speak freely here. I guess you could too, technically, but um, I don't know. I don't know how that all works. But yeah. um, I liked what Dave Portnoy had to say about it. Uh, I think he always kind of words things very real, even though I'm not a Michigan fan like he is. But um, go green. He t- exactly go white. Um, he talks about how like the world has changed now. I know these rules were set in advance, and it's so it's tough. I I understand, but. Why is there a crowd of 22,000 going to the stadium? No one's getting tested at the gate. There's, no, there's nothing for them. So why is it a big deal when outdoor restrictions are lifted, vaccines are available? If, you wanted, if any of these players wanted to get vaccinated by now, they could have. Mm-hmm. That was their decision. It's not required. Mm-hmm. So why are they getting penalized for being an athlete, basically? Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's just really – it's a really crappy situation for seniors especially – that that's it for you. That's, interesting. that's it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's tough. Like you said, since they already had the rules in place, and now things are changing outside the NCAA realm mm-hmm. in terms of COVID, and so you're right. That's seems kind of unfair. I mean, it's rules are rules, this, but rules thing. are rules. I mean, I can tell you, my my team 
we went through we went through so much COVID yeah, stuff during the year. Yeah, you've been through it. We went through three COVID pauses. We were one or two COVID tests away from our season being canceled mm-hmm. by the school. And wow. we so talk about playing with you know half your roster or whatever. We mm-hmm. were doing that, and we were able to persevere and come back and win our conference championship. Mm-hmm. So like there there are there are negatives with this this covid thing mm-hmm. but and it's unfortunate for nc state that it had to happen in the playoffs yeah but it's just kind of like it's it's been that way for all the sports right yeah you either had to do it in a bubble mm-hmm. or you had to get tested a bunch and i mean it's unfortunate that it happened to happen to them at this time but i kind of think that you got to like sort of stick to the rules that you have. No, Even though no some that's why I say might I, not make sense. I agree with you. The only thing that could have been done, and I wouldn't say it would be like, for just for this case, we're going to let him play. We're going to let it slide, you know, but maybe, which is tough. I know it's such a big organization, but maybe midseason adjustments could have been made to the policies and stuff because vaccinations are available, because it's kind of a decision thing now in society for the most part. Yeah. I'm not speaking for everybody. These are just my opinions. These I don't are, disagree with that. These are just my opinions. I don't disagree with that either because with all the COVID stuff, it seems that everything is changing. It like is. When it, when it was in the heat of it, it seemed like everything was changing on the hour almost. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, for the NCAA to maybe relook at some of their rules mm-hmm. in the middle of the season when COVID and stuff is changing, I don't really think that's, like, too unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So, if you're an NC State fan or you're on the team – you know, I would de- I could definitely um, empathize with why why you're upset. Yeah, yeah. The reason, like I said, the rules are the rules. But the reason I say like maybe a decision could have been made to change things because, like I said, the crowds at max capacity, players are playing. I'm right. sure every player on that field wanted to play. So it really is a decision thing. If you want to be at risk to be susceptible to a possibly dangerous virus, that's now your call. Yeah, but. Unfortunately, because of the rules that were in place, the NC State said, no, it's not your call. This is over for you guys. So that was crappy. Um, if you guys have any thoughts or opinions on that, feel free to DM us. But I think we're kind of all in the same boat that Jack and me and Jack sound like we're on the same page there. Yeah, I think so. I'm not as strong. Portnoy was like all up in the NCAA's facing how bad they are and like he always is. I'm not that far over. It's just an unfortunate situation. And I think it could have been prevented, but unfortunately it wasn't. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. Well, it is now time for the fan question of the day. Q Q Q Q of the day. Okay, today we're gonna do things a little bit differently. I know I usually tell you guys to submit questions to the Pipe It Up MLW Instagram, and but this week Jack and I were talking about. You know, we saw a lot of DMs coming through that people who wanted to get on the show that were fans and listeners. Um, so shout out to everybody who showed interest in that kind of thing initially. I actually put up an Instagram story, and I just mentioned how, hey, anyone interested in getting on the podcast tomorrow night? And I got literally, I think, 35 DMs of different people. So I was super stoked. Those are great results, in my opinion. And without showing favoritism, I did select two people who I am going to give a call here in just a moment. And they're going to ask their, their cue live on the show. So we're going to have live cue of the day. Um, there was, I did message a couple people. There's a couple kids who are very, very interactive with, like, players already who run, like, fan accounts, always are in the Twitch stream, are, like, active in the MLW Discord. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to hear from someone who I don't actually recognize their name, like, in my phone. So I did try to pick randomly that way. I guess I did exclude people who have already had a big voice in the community. 
Just because I want to hear from more people. Yeah. So, first up, I'm going to try to give a ring to Jed Goodlin. He says he has a question in mind. So, we're going to see how this goes. All right, Jed, your time to shine. Connecting. Ringing. We'll see. I'm trying to call through Instagram. I didn't want to be dishing out my phone number on this evening. But me and Jack did a quick test run, and I think this should go swimmingly. Tommy's phone number is very classified. <laughs> Six seven eight triple nine eight. Very classified. Oh, we got him, Jed. How we doing? What's going on? Anything you want to say, real quick, to uh, introduce yourself to the listeners? Um, what's up, guys? My name's Jed. Been watching MLW for just years now, and finally get to just talk some MLW. So pretty, pretty pumped up. Yeah, this is sweet. I've been running the show now for um, you know uh, around two months, and I haven't done anything like this yet, so I'm excited. Um, but I told you to have a question ready, and it sounded like you did. So what is your cue of the day? All right, so um, my one question is, like, given years past in MLW, you know how there has been a ton of stats put up, but so far this year in two series, does Jimmy North have a chance to have the best MLW season ever? with the competitiveness this year, with all the, like, players being... There's really no part on any team. So, with what Jimmy Norp is doing right now, which there's a few guys having a couple good seasons, but what Jimmy Norp is doing right now through two series is if he keeps it up through the Pred series and then after All-Star break, does he have a chance to have the best season in MLW history? That's a great question, Jed. I, I love that one. And um, I think what you cut out for just a half second there, and I think you were saying there's no weak spot in any teams anymore. And I agree with you. There's no weak spot. Yep. Like, there's yep. Like, when you guys played in, like, 2014, there would be, like, stat- you and Kyle would Absolutely. put a bunch of big stats. But there's not really many weak pitchers that you're going to face nowadays. And North had, North's just a 5 tool athlete at this point. And he's, Look at that term, the 5 tool guy. I love it. And then he's... All right. Well, yeah. Okay. We got we got your question. You don't you don't need to you don't need to justify it. I, I'm in one word. I'm gonna say yes. Jack, do you have an initial one word answer? Well, we, I mean, yes. We were talking <laughs> okay. we were talking about this kind of the other day. Like, I mean, there's a realistic chance that Jimmy, like, almost sweeps the award show. Like, he could win like <laughs> everything. So I He's mean, insane. as far as like the 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 you know most successful season in MLW, I think it's definitely within reach for him. Yeah, I think so as well, especially considering the competitiveness. And I've mentioned his confidence and his swagger out there, and he just makes everything look so effortless. Um, it's only been six games, but, I mean, it's just impre- it's impressive. We've been around this game Very a long time, so. and I consider Kyle a great player. I consider myself to at least, at least once have been a great player, and um, Jimmy is just he's just on another level. And that's We're going to see more people like that, too, as this community grows as we branch out more and more. But Jimmy just looks like he was born to play this game. Um, so I think absolutely from a statistical standpoint, he can have one of the best seasons of all time all around for one player. And I think that would be solidified if he can lead this Diamondbacks team to a championship. What do you think, Jack? Absolutely. I mean, the stats are great, but I think you could ask Jimmy the same question. He really wouldn't be satisfied until he was mm-hmm. lifting that trophy with his teammates. I agree. Well, Jed, great question, man. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I actually wanted to ask you a question. I'm going to ask both guests this question. Um, what, as a fan, it sounds like you've been a fan for a long time. 
What about the MLW content do you enjoy the most? If you could summarize that in under a minute or two. Oh, man. Well, the past couple of years, just seeing it from, like, 2016 to, like, moving it back to that one twenty, what would it be, 17 when you won the uh, championship. Yep. That was a huge step. Uh, that, that first, and then, like, these last couple of years, how you guys added, like, that, like, it's like, here's the pitching matchup today, and you see the record. Like, that's that's sick to me. Like, that was, that's always stood out the last, like, two years, I believe. So, so it sounds just, like you're into the, the production quality. Okay, I like that answer. Absolutely. All right, yeah, Jed. Then, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Anything else you wanted to add? No, that's, that's all good. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for tuning in every week, man. Absolutely. All right, we will catch you later. Thank you. All right, that was awesome. That went really well. Thanks, Jed. That Thank was you, awesome. Jed. Thank you, Jed. Check him out on Instagram. His at is J-E-D-G-3. That's a pretty clean at. Just Very a little, clean. little five-character at on the gram. All right, and the second guest who I invited was Evan. Let's see if we can get Evan on the phone. Evan, what's up, man? Happy to have you on the show. Thanks, Tom. This is sweet. We just spoke. Right? Yeah, everything's all right, man. How about you? Okay. Cool. Well, um, we just spoke to a fan by the name of Jed, and he asked a great question. I am hoping that you have prepared some sort of question for us as well to add on for the second cue of the day this week. I do. Uh, based off of the last week's uh, a podcast, kind of. Okay. Let's hear it. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, would Kyle or uh, slash MLW ever hire hire people people to assist with the production with MLW if growth continues with YouTube or beyond uh, YouTube? Yeah. Another great question. We're two for two today. Jed asked also a great question. So, um, thank you, Evan. We'll keep you on the line here to get your input as we speak. But, um. Jack, I guess I'll start this one off. Um, so I think it's a great question. You mentioned growth and the possibility of maybe doing some outside hiring for production assistance. Um, you know, it's an interesting question because right now, kind of in terms of production for the videos, it's mostly, um, well, spe- I should even rewind here. So originally it would just be one guy, basically behind the main camera, that's all we had. Then it turned into one guy and maybe some help turning on and off one other camera. Then in probably 2017, it turned into pretty much two guys that needed to be on the camera at all times. And now we're at a stage where it's kind of three guys that need to be going at all times at the field. But these are all internal guys. You know, it's usually myself, Kyle Schultz, Daniel Schultz. But when one of us is playing or two of us are playing, we've turned to more guys in the league, such as Jack Agner, Jimmy Norp. Um, I'm forgetting names too. I apologize. Alec Warda, Brendan Zerlak have all helped out this year too. So, as the league grows, as the production grows, yeah, I mean, it's tough because we're, people are getting busier, older, everyone has lives, so to ask them to come out just to help with filming and stuff like that, maybe they're not interested in that. Maybe they only like to do the games. Maybe they're only into playing and stuff like that. So, I think, in one word, would be a yes. I absolutely think that's a possibility to hire um, people in order to assist in the video production. Jack, your thoughts? 
I agree. I think the the camera work and stuff like that could easily we could easily hire people mm-hmm. as we grow to do that. Um, I think it would maybe be a better question for Kyle in terms of the actual like editing and stuff mm-hmm. of the videos because I know that takes a while and Kyle takes a lot of pride in that and does all that stuff himself basically. So, yep. um, you know, from that standpoint, I'm not sure what he would do in in that area but definitely in terms of the actual filming i don't really see why we couldn't hire people this is just my opinion and speculation but yeah um kyle he always says he has a love-hate relationship with editing but i would i know me and him go back and forth on a lot of stuff sometimes and disagree on things but if i were to be a betting man i would bet on having hiring outside assistance for actually recording things before editing that would be yes, my first that's guess. what i'm saying yeah but Great question, Evan. Um, but I have a question for you, too, and I asked this to Jed as well. And it is, what is your favorite part? What is, over the, so I'm assuming you've been a fan for a while. So what do you enjoy most yeah. from the MLW content as a whole, like our whole entire brand? Um, I enjoy the videos all the time, uh, the series. But to be honest, the podcasts have been not good. Lately. Wow. Are you, are, you, are you just saying that because we brought you out Come, Come on. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be honest. I like podcasts. Like, I listen to a couple others outside of just MLW. Type it okay. Podcast, okay. And, like, I enjoy them. That's awesome, Evan, and um, I'm I'm happy you said that because it it makes this it makes us feel like we're doing a good job. That just made my day. <laughs> Although we did <laughs> we did make a microphone mistake earlier, so you'll hear that and you'll probably laugh at it. But um, um, and nothing nothing tragic, but a slight audio error. Let's put it that way. You'll hear it tomorrow if you listen tomorrow. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's funny because I I think I've said this on the show before. Is I'll be honest with you. I am not and don't think I'll ever be a fan of podcasts. I don't listen to any podcasts. I make this one, but I don't have, I don't listen to like any of the popular ones. I know Joe Rogan's a popular guy to listen to, a bunch of that kind of stuff. So I don't listen to podcasts. Jack, I don't know if you like podcasts or not. But I love podcasts. Okay. I listen to a, a bunch of different ones. I like music and yeah. that's, I don't, I just feel like if I were to be a podcast listener, I'd want to give it my full attention. Like, I wouldn't want to just have it on in the background and miss stuff. So I just, I don't know. Music's easy to have on, not have to, like, focus, focus on it, if that makes sense. That's a good point. But, well, we loved hearing that. Shout out to Pipe It Up. But um, shout out to you for coming on tonight, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, thanks for coming on. Yep. Have a good one. Yep, you too, man. Have a good night. All right, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the that podcast. Dude. That was awesome. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Let's go. he said he's a podcast listener in general, so I um, that's even more makes clout it more for believable. Us, though, it is because if it he sa- if he says he listens to other ones and he mm-hmm. still enjoys this one, that means we're doing something. right. We're doing something. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't, right. I don't suck at least. Yeah. <laughs> what he's telling me. Yeah. Exactly. But um, also, I haven't even mentioned this yet. But if you're wondering why in the world this video or this podcast is titled what it is. You need to check out the Twitch stream, and you would know why. We talked about it on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's just a joke, but <laughs> we're doing an experiment, basically, to see if the plays increase based on titles, okay? We'll see. So we'll see. Unfortunately, Elon Musk could not make it today. Um, he actually called me five minutes ago and said that uh, he's busy doing something else. Yeah, we had him. We I, thought we, we were going to get him, but, you know, stuff comes up. you got to be flexible. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Um, hoping we can reschedule sometime soon, but... Um, he may have actually deleted my number. I don't know. <laughs> he, might have blocked, he might have blocked my number. Probably. Um, but 
hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this show. It's been already quite some time. It's been a longer episode. Um, I don't think I have any final thoughts. The next upload is Mallards versus Eagles, a classic rivalry in this league. I'm excited for you guys to see that video. Um, hey, we just got a text from Lee Lawson. Shout out to him. He is from the Oklahoma facility, which, by the way, is coming up, the Oklahoma event. Jack, are you you won't be there, unfortunately, but are you excited for that whole Oklahoma event to go down? I'm stoked. All of the MLW. I've never been to a bad MLW event. I'll tell you that I right know. now. I so. have heard from a few people that have actually booked the trip and they will be down there. So I'm excited to meet you guys. And I hope you really enjoy the resort and enjoy meeting us and actually watching a series. Our, this is kind of monumental because I like to speak things into existence. But so I, I say this confidently, but this will probably become a more regular thing over the next few years traveling for, you know, games and stuff like this but this is the first one you can always say you're at the first series so the information for this event can all be found in the description of our youtube videos as well as on our twitter our instagram just look for the posts about oklahoma but it is um the weekend of july 17th and 18th i believe so if you don't know what i'm talking about check out what i just mentioned for more information but i'm excited for it i'll be there behind the camera uh, my voice will be cracking as always so um look forward to that but uh all right, Big Red, I think we're ready to call it a night. Over and out. The hammer, this is Big Red. It's been a great episode. Over and out. Last but not least, Nick Saylor. Oh, Sailor, you're really killing me, buddy. <laughs> Hit him again. Oh, he's ringing us now. He's ringing us now. <laughs>